The views and opinions of this podcast do not reflect the views and opinions of the United States government, the Department of the Interior, the Department of Defense, the Department of Agriculture, the United States Forest Service, the Bureau of Land Management, National Park Service, the Bureau of Indian Affairs, or any private, municipal, county, or state firefighting organization, any law enforcement agency, any medical provider, or any contractor employed by any federal agency. Right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the April Point Podcast, episode number five. Just want to give a quick shout out and say thank you to everybody who's been uh, sharing our social media, telling people about the podcast, spreading the word. Definitely appreciate it, guys. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Also, a little update. We got, uh, I listened to some of your guys' requests and uh, definitely shop the old Amazon. So we got a new couple of microphones and we got a new mixer. So now we have better audio quality. So let me know what you guys think. We're all, I'm always trying to improve this show for you guys. So hopefully this helps. Let me know what you guys think. That being said, anyways, today on the show, we have Ty Gilstrap. He is the founder of Pulaski's and Barbells. Definitely go and, uh, swing by and check him out on the social media he's an ic3 a division and just about every single resource boss under the sun that you can think of he's also a nasa personal trainer a nasa nutrition coach crossfit level two and uh, he's been in the competition crossfit and powerlifting game for well a long time a little bit shy of 20 years so without further ado ladies and gentlemen Welcome to the Anchor Point. It's unfortunate. Yeah, because well, we're close in that operating scope where we operate is often near those places. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want those fucking people working on me. No, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, you ready for this? I guess so. Let's, let's send it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Anchor Points. Today on the show, we have, well, you guys probably probably know him. You've probably seen him about. We have Pulaski's and Barbells on the show. How you doing, bro? Pretty good. How you doing? Fucking A. Doing good, man. Doing good. Cheers. Cheers. Little Sierra Nevada. Got one of my favorite beers. Ruthless Rye, dude. Uh, got the hop solo. Not too bad over here. Not too bad. I do, dude. That's one thing I, I definitely want to get to go on my show. Is I want I want to track down Ken Grossman from Sierra Nevada, and have him on the fucking show and tell him or like have him tell us the story of the uh, the campfire ale that they did. Okay. Yeah. No, that what was it called? Do you remember what it was called? I can't. But I remember when it came out. Yeah, Perseverance ale or something like that. Something like that. Resilience. 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 Yeah, yeah, dude. That was some good shit too. And the, all the collaborators that were in on that. No, that's that was cool. pretty cool what they did for them. That I mean, that yeah. was amazing. That's that's hugely beneficial to that community. So, introduce yourself, man. Well, Ty Gilstrap, uh, owned Pulaski's and Barbells. Uh, kind of a little background. I mean, been doing wildland fires since '05. Uh, started as a seasonal. Uh, day after high school, still hung over as shit. <laughs> Went out on fire, <laughs> trying to hold it all down and whatnot. So, but yeah, um, '08 became got on full time as an engine operator. Um, from there, Oh nine, my captain actually left mm-hmm. and then I took over as the captain from there on. Um, 
14, I actually end up leaving the BLM and then going to do more fitness and uh, do that route. That's uh, when you kind of got into the whole like Pulaski's and barbells thing, but no. it was it was a different thing so, then. Yeah, so I didn't get into Pulaski's and barbells till 2017. Okay, but like uh, I'll get into it a little bit later about like all fitness background. But as far as that, left and moved to Phoenix and actually was working at Urban Warfit CrossFit and coaching there. Uh, eventually, nice. loved it, and then back home. I was from Keeneland, Arizona. Went back there and then actually end up buying into the gym there uh start coaching there full-time and whatnot then went and actually started doing structure fire and then with the department we're doing yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's like, <laughs> i was a recliner jockey for a little bit but, you know running medicals lift yeah. assists and shit uh so yeah a lot of that getting the old lady off the toilet and all that fun stuff but we actually did a lot of wildland and stuff mm -hmm. they were big into it and with the quals i had they really took um benefit of that and just utilized me and then I was pretty much gone most of the summer. That's pretty bitching, though. So, no, it was actually pretty cool. I actually really like the structure side. It's kind of unheard of, though, when you have, like, a structure department that's actually, like, you, where you're out all fucking fire season. Almost rare, just dude. about, yeah. That's super rare. So, we, shit, I probably went out <laughs> on five details that summer. And overall, I mean, it was a good experience and whatnot. But, I mean, the captain position came back open at the BLM and came in. When I saw it, I was like... Gotta take it. Yeah. that, that Definitely that, gotta take that's it. That's my home. Yeah. That's where my brother's at. And then, so I ended up going back. And that was in 2016. Um, then, still owning. I And at that time, too, when I moved back from Phoenix, that's when I bought into Keeneland CrossFit. Mm -hmm. And then did all that and was coaching there. Uh, and then, 16, went back to the BLM. Still had the gym and whatnot. Um, worked all through that. And then to, back in 2018, I moved up to northern Nevada. Took a job up here with the BLM as well. Fucking eh. So, yeah, digging up here. Pretty cool people. Pretty cool country. Pretty but, familiar uh, as far as terrain and fuels go. Well, I guess you got more like Choi and fucked up shit down there. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, it's similar. I mean, we got all the cheat grass up here and yeah. down there it was red brome and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But it just kind of depended on whether the season was dry, wet, whatnot. So here is a little more prevalent to what you guys have. And you guys have a lot more fuel loading and continuous almost year in, year out, it seems like. Oh, yeah. It's the Wild West up here sometimes. Oh, like yeah. some years at least. Yeah, no, I've came up here a few times, so. Went up to Elko a few times, Battle Mountain, uh, Eureka. Everybody's favorite fucking place to stage in the world, Battle Mountain. Oh, yeah. No, I Shout actually, out to Battle Mountain. <laughs> wasn't there too long. It actually, they sent me over to Eureka to cover as uh, a captain over there because they were shorthanded. So. Nice. Dude, I actually, I've had some awesome fun times chasing fire out of Battle Mountain. Oh, it's Dude. it's a blast over in that area. Oh, yeah. So, it's I mean, fun. It's some fun fire. There's no doubt about that. Fuck, yeah. Kids, like, always behind the woods at the gas station over there where they sell fireworks. Oh, yeah. It's conveniently placed right next to the fucking yeah. gas station. You ever check out that Chupacabra in there? I haven't been. I've never been in that place, to be honest with you, man. Never. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> Dude, all right. So, what, what the fuck's going on with your leg? All right. So... Just a few weeks ago, uh, four weeks ago, uh, jacked up, uh, completely ruptured my patella tendon. Just completely detached from Fuck. my patella. Yeah, no bueno. So this would have been the 15th season fire, but yeah, we got this going on. <laughs> but Ooh. So it puts me down. So a lot of desk work, wearing the Nomex skirt, you know, <laughs> doing shit like that. <laughs> so 
Oh, shit. So how did you do it? Like, uh, what were you doing, man? So I was actually down in Vegas for a conference, and then I went to a jiu-jitsu gym. And real stupid. I always get hurt doing stupid-ass shit every single time. So a uh, guy just went for an outside trip, and all I did was step over his leg and planted to shoot. When I planted to shoot, felt a big pop, land on my face. Scream like a little girl. And then, yeah. And then <laughs> it's, like, it's very audible when your knees go. Yeah. So, yeah. and at first, I just thought I dislocated it because, you know, my kneecap, where it's at, it was all the way up in my quad off to the side. And, oh, dude. And I was just like, relocate it. <laughs> Did they sublux it back into place? Like, no, it was, it was completely detached. Oh, fuck. So, like, where it's supposed to be, pretty much where the top of the kneecap were, is where the bottom of my kneecap was, and then over to the side. <laughs> So, Gross, dude. Yeah, so, uh, that's gnarly. So yeah, but like, like I was saying, stupid injuries. Like back in my CrossFit days, they're always saying, "Oh, you get hurt because CrossFit." No, I get no. hurt because stupid shit. No, I fell off my bike or I got out of bed and I fucking threw out my back. Well, I can show you example or tell you examples. <laughs> but we're at the gym screwing around. Decided mm-hmm. to do double dutch just for shits and giggles. You're you're fucking jump roping in the gym. Yeah, well, two ropes going. <laughs> you know, double dutch. Yeah, double dutch. I jump in, roll my ankle, completely tear my talus, dude. you know, and, and I, almost a year to the day, I was warming up for a CrossFit competition, coming around a corner, golf carts coming around, so I jump off, catch the inside of my foot on a curb, roll that ankle again. Bye-bye competition. Yeah, bye-bye competition. Fuck. And then a few years later, I'm sitting on the floor, have my shoulder up on the couch, just trying to stretch it out. My son runs and jumps on my shoulder, and all I hear is... Rotator cuff? Yep. So, yeah, tore the supraspinatus and so whatnot. But, Jesus, dude. Yeah, I I can't have any cool stories about like wrestling alligators or bears or whatever. You know, it's that's the thing, dude, is I always got dumb stories about how I got hurt. Like, I fucking shattered my foot once jumping off of like a very high, tall object. So, yeah, third, fourth, fifth metacarpals just fucking done, right? It was a good time. It was a super good time, yeah, right? And so I'm calling my dad. I'm like, hey, dad, I fucked up my foot. He's like, all right, go to the hospital. I'm like, well, I can't really drive because I have, you know, a stick. I was this old piece of shit beat up VW bug that I used to have. <laughs> <laughs> so I fucking drove from one side of town in my stick all the way to the hospital. My dad's like meet, meets me there. He doesn't even like try and like come grab my stupid ass for falling, you know. They put you in a wheelchair if you're hurt. You know, you're in the waiting room and like get a wheelchair. Congratulations, you hurt yourself. You're you're an idiot, right? And what does my dad do? He's like, all right, your number's up. Let's go visit the doctor and see what's wrong with your foot. He starts like fucking hauling ass down all the corridors of the hospital and just ramming fucking doors open with my busted (laughs) ass foot. Like, dude, are you serious right now? Oh, my God, man. That's one way to do it. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Thanks, Pops. Really appreciate it, dude. Really appreciate it. But yeah. So what's going on with uh, the gym now? Like, what, what is your direction now? Like, so you've... You started, you were in the gym in Kingman, right? Yeah. So tell us a little little bit about that. So started it with, um, uh, bought in, uh, co-owner of Kingman CrossFit was at the time, Mm -hmm. uh, ended up growing. Uh, we ended up buying a building and whatnot, moving into that building, expanding. We had Kingman CrossFit, Kingman Riot, MMA, Project Movement, Massage Therapy, Kids CrossFit. So, you know, we grew quite a bit. Yeah. And then pretty all inclusive. Yeah, so it's a lot of different things under one roof, whatnot. Mm-hmm. So give people uh, a few different options, whatnot. And then when I actually <laughs> got this job in Northern Nevada, 
actually ended up just uh, my partners buying me out and whatnot. So, I mean, it's one of those bittersweet things, you know. Yeah. You, you got that family in the gym and whatnot and then leaving behind. But, you know, got to do different things to move on. <laughs> yeah, man, it's weird. It's a, I don't know. For some reason, it seems like a, like CrossFit boxes. They always turn into like this little microclimate of a family, you know. Oh, yeah. People are always like super connected super close together mm. so i have a lot of respect for it i love that shit mm. so well, there goes it. my wife's phone with the game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> anyways so yeah you were saying man uh yeah no just <laughs> like what you're saying on that i mean it's a community it's i want it kind of like fire you know you, you got your brotherhood and stuff like that oh yeah it's there at the same time like we had people that had one thing or another going on and everyone group up and help them out that was a nice thing. I mean, to me, Keeneland was a small town, but yeah. now moving up here gives me a perspective on small towns. Dude, so. especially where you're at, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The mucky muck. The muck. <laughs> That's a cool town, though, dude. Oh, man. Uh, the Martin. Oh, that, that place is good. <sighs> money, dude. Yeah, that place is money. It's right there. Oh, it's yeah. right there. So, that, so the, the CrossFit gym in Kingman, mm-hmm. that evolved when you had to sell your share. Mm-hmm. And you moved up to Northern Nevada. Mm-hmm. That evolved. Was that like the turning point where you just started to develop Pulaski's and Barbells? So no, because uh, I sold that last year, uh, 2018. And then Pulaski's and Barbells, I started in 2017. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the biggest thing with that is, I mean, in the wildland community, obviously fitness is huge. It should be. So there's something like I wanted to bring to it and just because... Really, there's no set standards or no real anything like that. And I just mm-hmm. kind of want to influence people to head that way. And influence people to be better. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's one thing that I've always been very passionate about. Um, grew up playing sports and whatnot. So, I mean, I grew up playing soccer and swimming on both club teams and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that and then all the way into high school, kept swimming through high school and then also started wrestling in high school. Fucking A. Uh, from there and like actually start powerlifting when I was 13. So have all that weightlifting background, uh, mm-hmm. start competing in powerlifting when I was 13 as well. Did you ever go to Olympic? Uh, not until I got into CrossFit. Really? Yeah. Cause it wasn't really anything that was known back to me back then. It's kind of like an under the, under the radar kind of technique thing. It kind of is. And yeah, it's still I, to this day, I mean, if anything, powerlifting screwed me up for all ages, bad habits. And yeah, I got my, all, just my biggest weakness was probably my strength that just muscle through everything. And the technique was horrendous. The best way to put it. <laughs> so that's a cool thing about Olympic lifting though, is man, you could be the strongest motherfucker in the world, but if you don't have the technique down, there's no way you're going to pull off like oh, no. I'm a seen, snatch or whatever, you know, I've seen these 110 pound girls make showing me up and I'm just like, God damn it. I didn't see that. No rep, no rep, <laughs> no rep. No, didn't count. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, with Pulaski's and barbells, like it's your mission to give back to the community in, in a sense, like as far as fitness goes. And who does your programming? That's all you. So yeah, no, all the programming is done by me. Um, it's just kind of because in this in this field, you know, it's very muscular endurance, muscular strength, cardiovascular. Mm-hmm. And with this, I'm just trying to hit the hit, you know, high intensity interval training, just to uh, cooperate that just trying to do all the different things so like they can hit all the different areas yeah so i mean a lot of it is in a gym setting which i'm going to try to take it over to more where it can be in a field setting as well mm-hmm. like i don't know i've seen some of the old videos where i'm 
one one arm overhead squatting with my pack and yeah. me and look like a goober, but at the same time, you dude, know, dude, I do that shit all the time. So, so I do that shit all the time with uh, my students out in uh, well, when I actually am down at academy. Mm. Like this is all types of things in the past, but I'd have them doing like fucked up shit, like doing kettlebell swings with their pack. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I think it's important though. Like you gotta you gotta vary your exercise program, your PT mm. program, or else you're gonna get diminishing returns, or you're gonna expose yourself to injury. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, with our field and stuff like that too. I mean, overall, I mean, we we go through a lot of stresses. We go through a lot of fatigue. Mm-hmm. Out on the line, it just little sleep, poor nutrition, piss poor nutrition. Which that's another subject. Dude, get on. Oh. We'll get on in a sec. Oh. But just on all that, I mean, the biggest thing you can do is overall a good strength training program plus like exercise just in general, you know, and it's one of those things that it's just not very looked upon. They kind of overlook it and and that it pisses me off to no end. Oh, yeah. It just it should be more mandatory, in my opinion. It should be. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's one of the things I honestly think they should in this arduous position, they should be making this mandatory across the board and requiring it and holding some kind of standard to it. Cause I mean, we all know this few, there's few people that are like, how are you going to be out here? Yeah. How are you going to hike? Are you going to go tango on me? Like halfway up the hill? I'm about to peel your ass off of it. dude. Yeah. I don't need your ass going tits up. I mean, you're 300 pounds. This can take me a while to hike your ass down, dude. You need a small army to peel them off the hill. So man. exactly. Well, so. we were doing like all of our litter training and like, we were doing like running through the TRS and like the skeds and all that shit today. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, uh, I don't think those guys, because these are new like EMTs and first responders that are in this like training program that we're doing. I don't think they really understand the gravity of how much energy it takes to peel somebody off the hill. You know, like I was a light dude and I was in the TRS mm-hmm. That's not big. That's not a big deal, man. I'm 170 pounds. You get a dude that's 220. That's a different story. Oh, and it's completely different. Oh yeah. You pretty much need a shot crew and you're going to have to order one up just to get someone off the side of the hill. Fuck yeah, dude. So, I mean, it's just, those things are so essential to this position that, and some people don't take it serious enough. We should be. And that's why what I'm trying to bring it, bring uh, fitness to the fire line. Yeah. Overall is my overall goal. And that's the thing, man, is like our, our fitness standards are, I'm going to tread lightly here, but, uh, the pack test, that's our only fitness standard. It is. That's it. I mean, that's our only fitness standard. And with that, I mean, if you can't pack, if you can't pass that test or barely pass it, you might want to reconsider what you're thinking about getting yourself into, because that should be like the easiest part of your job. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. And even like, I'm sure most people are familiar with the Beyond Fitness Challenge. We just did ours Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, nice. So something like that and just kind of incorporate it into like some kind of standards and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's still not going to relate to what we do on the line. No. At the same time, it it needs to be higher standards. Fitness needs to be more of a priority and they keep just pushing it back. So this is something I'm trying to hope to introduce and open people's eyes and just bring it to them. Well, that varies from agency to agency too. It does. I mean, there's huge discrepancies between like the forest service or the BLM or the national parks or whatever Mm. we need to yell. I think we need to get on the same page because fitness is important. It could, it could very well save your life one day. Oh, it could. Good. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Just imagine sprinting up a hill to like a deployment zone or something like that. Mm. Typically you don't want a deployment site up at the top of the hill, but sometimes that's all you got. But 
fuck, man. Being in shape could could save you. Yeah, and that was one nice thing back in Arizona. We had FMO that was all about fitness, and yeah, it was, it was mandatory. That's good. one hour a day at minimum. At so, a minimum. At a minimum. That's so good. There's times we'd be going over as long as we didn't have other shit to do, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, he he was pretty awesome. So, and that's one of the things I just wish more people would be like minded with that. Yeah. Like I said, man, from crew to crew, state to state, district to district, it varies wildly. It's just like pretty much throwing a fucking dart at a map, you know, like, oh, we're going to land in hardcore fitness area or we don't do shit. So I've seen both. I've seen both. So in my career, personally, the other thing is just like with the whole fitness in general is like some people, they think and all you can have to do is run. And I know you're building yourself up for injury or all you do is hike or you, it, it's, you gotta mix it up. You, you gotta do. do different things just to incorporate all the different things that your body's going to require to perform this job. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's why I tr- kind of chose the training and programming I did is because it kind of hits every little bit, of, little area that you're going to be weak at. So you can improve on that. Yeah. And that's a whole cool philosophy behind hit training. Mm-hmm. I can't say the other word because that would, that's a no, no word. Yeah. That's a no, no word, but they <laughs> definitely pull my, uh, pull my certification. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, they focus on a more well-rounded athlete. And I think that's more important to what we do. We don't, we're not specialists in anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck, we can go from being a mechanic one day to being a fire f- firefighter the next, next day, you know, hiking mm-hmm. up shit up a hill. And it's the same kind of concept applies to your fitness program. You need to be well-rounded. I've always been a firm believer of that. If you're just running your dick into the dirt and hiking your crew into the dirt every day and not mixing it up at all, like you said, man, you're just opening people up to injury and you're opening people up to diminishing returns. You're not going to get any gain out of it. Mm. So what's your thoughts on that, man? I mean, so kind of go back to what I said before, just kind of mix it up and do the different kind of training. Yeah. So back in Arizona, we kind of had a program like I had a set standard for everybody. It was Monday was usually kind of a longer run. Tuesday was some kind of high intensity stuff. Wednesday would be another run. Thursday would be high intensity again. And Friday was usually like some kind of crew building thing, whether it's individual sprints with a Frisbee or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Just can't say that other word. <laughs> so it's interesting that you brought that up, dude, because um, are you, are you incorporating active recovery into your workouts, your programming? I am. So there's one day a week that is, it's incorporated. So the loads are a lot lighter. Like a uh, deloading phase. Yeah. So day. kind of, nah, yes and no. In, in the programming, there is like a week that's just completely for deloading. Yeah. So all this is kind of based around the year and like building yourself up for fire season. And then fire season, like I'm going to try a few different things during the season because we're always out on the line and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So something you can still incorporate out on the line if they still want to do it. Yeah. And then in the winter, of course, every time it's in fire season, people are like, screw that. I just want to drink beer, you know? <laughs> so, That's where I'm at. <laughs> so uh, I'm always there. So <laughs> <laughs> No, um, but with that, just trying to figure out the programming and stuff like that. It's been going on for two years and just kind of adjusting. And like mm-hmm. I've gotten suggestions from people coming like, hey, there's some stuff. We don't have all this equipment. How can we do it? But at the same time, I will get constant messages about like, hey, what's a different way I can do this? Or what? how can I scale this down to my ability? Scaling is important. So scaling is huge. I huge, mean, dude. We get all these people with huge egos and whatnot, and they try to throw all this weight around. And that's not, I mean. Good luck, bud. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's been my, as a gym owner and a coach and stuff, that was one of the things that pissed me off most. It's like I'd be unloading the plates. I'm like, you don't have to do this. If you're doing yeah. two reps in a minute, 
you're not completing what you're supposed to be doing. It's yeah. supposed to be high intensity. And you're supposed to be able to constantly be moving. You shouldn't be able to stop. Yeah, you should be able to do the whole workout at the same weight without failing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shouldn't fail. If you're failing, you're doing too much weight. Yeah, way too much. And that's just and the same thing. If you incorporate that to the fire line, you're hiking up to the side of the mountain, you know, and stuff like that. If you're having to stop every 10 steps, what is that saying, you know? Something's up. So You gotta listen to your body, man. Exactly. So. Yeah. I mean, we punish our body enough, but at the same time, we got to prepare ourselves for it. Fucking break ourselves off mm. more often than not. Mm. So you got the varying exercises. Mm. You got the programming thing down. You've got active recovery kind of included into your programming, which mm. is fucking huge. I'm huge on active recovery, mm. at least with some of the shit that I'm doing out at my station. Mm. My, my guys probably hate me for it. My guys and girls probably fucking hate me for it because they just <laughs> fucking beat the hell out of them but i make it make it sure that uh they're getting adequate rest and adequate recovery in so so with that being said oh where was i going with this fuck i lost my train of thought <laughs> so where was i fuck after recovery you got the um programming and everything like that did you actually go through like the entire like season like all right this is a typical season and you programmed based off of that? That was what my question was going to be. So not necessarily. It just, you know, you know we don't know what fire season is going to be like until yeah. it's over with. So it's one of those things, just trying to build yourself up for the season and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Just, and then I'm big on strength too. Yeah. So if you have that muscular strength and muscular endurance, I mean, it's going to help when it goes across to other things as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, just one of those things, like incorporating that into it. And then obviously the cardio side. I mean, you need it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like I was saying earlier, you don't have to run your dick into the dirt every single day. It's one of those things you got to mix it up. You got to do different things because when you're doing stuff that's constant like that, you're setting yourself for injury and setting oh, yeah. yourself for other things that, you know. So with that being said, since we're on the topic of injuries, what are you doing to minimize or prevent injury? Because I see a lot of injuries happening from PT. I mean, like, how do we, what's, what's in your opinion, the best way we can go about preventing injury? So one is actually just working out in general. I mean, building yeah. strength, but at the same time, if you're bench pressing every single day, you're setting yourself up for failure and your shoulders are going to blow you know, up. If you're running every single day, you're setting yourself up for failure. If you're going playing individual sprints with a Frisbee, <laughs> you're setting yourself <laughs> up for failure. And that's the thing. It's, you got to constantly mix it up, constant variant and do different things. And then hit all the different muscle groups. And then with a lot of programming, you are hitting similar muscle groups every day, but just in different ways and stuff like that, whether you're pushing, pulling, you know, all along those lines. Yeah. So it's just with the injuries, that's a, that is a big deal. But at the same time, it's not pushing yourself past what you're capable of. I think a lot of people like, especially, I guess it's a personality type that we attract in this industry. It's like, yeah, fuck you. I'm going to do this exercise. Guys, listen to your body, man. Because if you're not listening to your body, you're going to fuck yourself up. Unfortunately, I've seen cases of rhabdo. Unfortunately, I've had people on my crew that have had rhabdo. And it was all preventable. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got any thoughts on that? Like, what, what about, like, rhabdo? How do we approach the rhabdo thing? Big, scary rhabdo. So, I mean, there's a lot of people. Let's just go with the hit because i can't say the other word the other word so everyone's so scared of it because brought with rhabdo and yeah you know but it didn't get big like rhabdo wasn't 
well known for the longest time. Yeah. It was getting probably misdiagnosed, to be honest. And with that, overtraining is definitely part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, proper nutrition, you know, and how good is our nutrition across the board? Mm, non existent. So, yeah. There's that, you know, staying hydrated, doing all the proper things you need to do. But it comes back for the training. Like, are you training properly? Are you preparing yourself properly? When it goes back to that, if you're doing the proper steps to do it, it's easily preventable. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you sit on the couch all winter and then you just try to go do a crazy workout or crazy run, again, you're, you're setting yourself for failure. Dude. You're going to yeah. go tits up and <laughs> that's what's going to happen. It just, it's with this job. If there's something you want to take serious, you can't, you got to take it serious. It's not just on the on season, it's an off season as well. Well, yeah, and you I think maintain. Honestly, then... I think that's more important than during the season is in the off season, getting yourself ready and whatnot. Because during the season, how often is there times where we're out on fires and, we, and we're so busy, it's lightning season, we don't have the time to PT. At the same time, we're busting ass out there. I but, mean, are you getting your PT in on the line? Yeah. I mean, I mean de- it depends. depends. I mean, yeah. I've been in there doing structure protection, just sitting there. But at the same time, I've been hiking a saw up to the top of a mountain just to, you know, for a single tree. It's just yeah. kind of, it depends on the situation. I mean, it's and, it's a much... I, I think it should be at least a more ramp, ramp down pace than your PT. If you're actually going to be operational and like huffing shit up a hill, like real deal, this is firefighting. Yeah. So, and that was one thing like you, you got to evaluate it <coughs> from that point too. If you know, like, Hey, lightning is coming in. Okay. Let's ramp down this PT. Let's do maybe an active recovery day. Let's do something just a little bit lighter. Yeah. But at the same time, like I still believe every day you need to be doing some, whether it's even just stretching. Yeah. Whether, you know, and that's another big thing that, I mean, especially with guys we get away from, we're like, oh, like the stretch, you know, man. pull this arm across, pull this arm across. All right, let's put 315 on the bench and try this, you know. <laughs> All right, let's do this. This is our warm up. Just fucking scream Leroy mm-hmm. Jenkins and just start cranking out reps at, you know, 325 or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Not sure I'd ever be able to fucking do that. But. <laughs> but And that's the other thing is just even with the fitness is making, you know, stretching, warming up, mobility. Yeah. It's all important. It's something like something else I'm trying to figure out to incorporate as well. Mobility is a huge one, man. I'm glad oh, you brought that up. So as far as mobility, are we doing it wrong? Like, because a lot of people have different ideas of what mobility is. So everyone's mobility needs are going to be different. Yeah. And that's the thing you got to evaluate from person to person. And it like, I can't speak for everyone, you know? So, but like me part of knowing crew your crew. and stuff like that, yeah. you know, and that's the biggest thing is knowing your crew, what they're doing. And the thing is, is they're not mobile or hypermobile. And those are, that's another thing you got to address and stuff like that. But it's that whole Venn mm-hmm. diagram of strength mm-hmm. versus mobility. If you have too much of one, mm-hmm. you're going to lack in the mm-hmm. other. And, but with that, it can prevent injuries in itself. Just doing things like that. And like, I, I'm guilty of it, you know, oh, just I'm super like, guilty of it. Dude. So, I mean, like I got hor- horrible shoulders and mobility. I mean, my traps almost touch my ears. So yeah, at the same time, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things and, you know, obviously got shoulder problems, but obviously from stupid shit as well. But yeah, I mean, fuck, I fractured my hip once with snowboarding. So, so it's like, how do you recover from that? Mm-hmm. Stupid shit. Don't uh, do stupid shit. Moral of the story. <laughs> about that (laughs) (laughs) i don't know man i think that's uh just kind of one of those things that every firefighter is it's like just a personality type i guess but 
it's not fun unless there's some element of danger involved with it. I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I can completely relate on that. Yeah. But another thing with it, not just mobility, but the nutrition aspect. Dude, huge. So, I mean, do we have to eat a perfect diet all the time? No. no. Fuck no. But you do need to watch what you eat. Yeah. We're firefighters. We like to, you know, well, I wouldn't say like to, but we're eating a lot of shitty food. Well, I mean, how many times you've been on the line and like food unit just hands you a fucking hot sack of garbage full of Uncrustables? Oh, I'll get to that in a sec. <laughs> <laughs> but like I say, there's a lot of time we're eating shitty food. We're on the road a lot. So uh-huh. traveling, you know, like I'm here for training all this week. So I'm constantly eating out and whatnot. Fucking gas station burritos and yeah. shit. Yeah. Well, I, I try to avoid those because I, I don't like ass piss and whatnot. But, <laughs> um, but along as I, I mean... Most firefighters, we like to drink. Yeah. And that's another thing that incorporates back into, you know, potential rhabdo, potential this, you know, and stuff like that. Potential slew of fucking problems. you just got to be smart about it. I mean, one of my things is two beers or two drinks and a glass of water. Yeah. It's just one of those things to keep it balanced and whatnot. Just know yourself too, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know how many times I got smashed the night before, came in, PT'd and ran my ass off the next morning or did something like that. Just called it good, slammed a Gatorade and some fucking vitamin I. Yeah, we're just like... Let's go. Shit. But um, back to nutrition, like, that's one thing that's bothered me with this. And then, like, I've actually been kind of tracking and stuff, like, what they put in lunches and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And doing the caloric breakdown and all the different macros into it and stuff and how that incorporates to what we do. And well, let, me guess that, let me guess. There's a huge disparity between, like, where your balances are, with, like, fat, carbs, and protein. Oh, it is. I mean, yeah. it's it's all over the place. It's... Which they're very high in carbs, which is they, good. This good yeah. is kind of needed, yeah. you know, for what we yeah. do, the scope of shit we do. But you got to focus on all three of the macros, protein, carbohydrates, and fats. Yeah. And with that, when you're lacking on something, you know, you're, you're setting yourself up again to, for stuff you don't want to happen, bad stuff, you know, yeah. again, injuries and, uh, all kinds of shit. But with that diet and stuff like that, looking at the lunches, what they provide us, the biggest thing you got to look at is those three macros and the caloric intake first output. And with that, there's not enough, to be honest. You don't think so? No, there's not enough I, food. You know what, dude? I've never done a caloric breakdown of a fire lunch. Ever. So a lot of time when I was looking at the lunches, you're about anywhere from 1,200 to 1,500 calories with the lunch. And it seems pretty low considering like our breakfasts are typically either non-existent or very light because we mm-hmm. don't like being full first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Just pound some coffee, eat a donut, call it good. The lunches are just, like I said, sack full of hot garbage. Rainbow meat. Fucking rainbow meat. <laughs> yeah, the meat witch sandwich and just junk food basically. <coughs> and then we have a super heavy <coughs> we have a super heavy dinner usually because mm-hmm. usually people get home or get back into camp mm-hmm. and they just start shoveling shit down their face you know so so i mean half the time you're getting a payday or snickers or stuff like that is it healthy no does it have some of the calories and stuff you need yes definitely got shit you need yeah so little things like that i mean i'm not saying you need to take all those out but they need to be more well balanced and stuff you know i'm not higher carbs you know higher protein yeah and then you know moderate fat just to the needs of the body and stuff like that. Cause I mean, pretty much when we're out there in line, it's almost like working out and you gotta, you gotta feel your body properly. Yeah. And then, I mean, there's been a bunch of different studies of 
how firefighters are burning anywhere 5,000 plus calories a day. Mm-hmm. And I've we're seen not that study. feeling was it, that. Was that MTDC that put out that study? It was like I think so. I believe the so. The average hot shot mm-hmm. puts out about they need their caloric need to not go into mm-hmm. deficit per day is like 6,000 to 8,000 calories. Mm-hmm. It's fucking insane. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, how many, how many shots, you know, you see them at the beginning of the season and you see them at the end and they look like, you know, kind of bleed up a little bit. Yeah. They're no, yeah. like bulimic. I mean, they lost 20, 30 pounds. Oh, every, just, every one of them, dude. And yeah. you know, that can't be good. I mean, obviously they're doing intense work and doing very hard work to, you know, they're going to lose some weight with that. But at the same time, nutritionally wise, they're depleted. Oh, absolutely. And to accomplish what they do they need to incorporate something different with the nutrition. And the thing is with, like I said, I was recording all this and just, I'm trying to figure out something to approach and bring this forth and be like, Hey, you know, there's all these case studies with this. This is what our, you guys are feeding us. How is this beneficial to what we do? And that's, that's the thing, dude, is it's not beneficial. Mm-hmm. Like I said, ha- sack of hot garbage. No, pretty much. That's put it nicely. Yeah. If you, speaking of, hot sacks of garbage have you uh seen that dude on instagram the uh fireline lunches or lunch on the line i don't think i have no he fucking takes pictures of his shitty fire lunches and just posts them and, like he does well it's kind of cool though because he actually does like a macro breakdown and all mm-hmm. that stuff and like what it contains like everything carbs protein fats it's kind of neat shit i'm mean, gonna have to actually check that one yeah, out give him a search dude he's got some pretty interesting shit but also kind of provides a horrible insight to like what we're actually eating on the line mm-hmm. does it work yeah, I'm not going to fucking mm. complain. Mm. But could it be better? It could be, but, you know, with the whole idea of per- like perishable items, all that other mm. stuff, like longevity of it, it doesn't... I understand from like a business point of view mm. why we're getting this stuff, but from like taking care of yourself point of view, mm. you kind of have to do that shit yourself. Yeah, well, and it's Unfortunately. Necessarily like, you don't need the salads and organic this or that. No, like, you don't honest, need that shit. Honestly, do it. More food less stuff with added sugar yeah. and more natural sugar like fruits and stuff like that yeah th- still throw a candy bar in there and stuff it's it's a nice treat every once in a while yeah but at the same time it's there's not enough they're not given the proper nutrition and stuff to feel to do what they do yeah that's funny though because like it's just like as far as like the nutrition and taking care of yourself the kind of thing that you were saying i always carry like shot blocks like the cliff bar shot blocks mm-hmm. like ones with like electrolytes in them and shit and like dude every time you start feeling like a little like you're starting to auger in and get that like two o'clock, like fuck my life kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Pop a couple of those. Dude, they're great. Mm-hmm. But it's like the little things though that makes mm-hmm. life a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Like uh, RX bars or something like that. Throw a, hand, throw a handful of those things in your pack, man. Oh, I'm going to help you out. I'm a fat kid, so I throw all kinds of food <laughs> in my pack. <laughs> but like on those electrolytes, like I'm big on the noon tablets. That's, that's another thing I carry so. too. Because I hate carrying around Gatorade one because it's mm. fucking heavy. You have to carry around Gatorade plus Uh-oh. the noon packets, like or the tablets. They there's multiple doses in there, so it's like when your buddy is on the line, is like feeling like shit. Like, man, try this, you know. Mm. Kind of helpful. No, no doubt. No. Fucking nutrition, man. I wish we could actually like fix that, but. So, let's talk about barbells and Pulaski's. Plaskies and barbells. I'm sorry. <laughs> Plaskies and barbells. All good. What are we doing? What do we got? Tell so, us about your business. So overall, the goal is to bring fitness to the fire line and kind of what we gotten over. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm trying to support the badass men and women that are on the line. Yeah. 
So um, we have the daily program, well, Monday through Friday programming stuff. And like, and that's the thing, the weekends, the reason I don't do is because trying to build in that rest. Yeah. So people, rest is important. Uh, yeah. It's huge. I mean, yeah. but so doing the programming, um, that we do the shirts and the shirts, uh, sung at, at Pulaski's and barbells.com, uh, with those shirts, uh, 25% of the profits uh, all go to, or not profits of the complete sell actually all go to the Eric Marsh foundation. That's cool. So it's awesome, man. And the rest of it's just kind of keep building along and stuff. Um, so that's just, just trying to give back to the community. I love, I mean, yeah. I hold wildland fire dear to my heart and just one of those things, you know, you know how it is. I mean, it's a brotherhood and everyone's close. We're big families, what it comes down to. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. And just any way I can give back is what I want to do. And then it's just different little things I'm just trying to do to advance within whatnot. And like, I'm they like, it's been going for two years now, almost two years. So just kind of experimenting with different things with the programming and whatnot. Um, then with that teaming up, I just teamed up with First on Nutrition. I don't know if you're. What was that again? First on Nutrition. First on, okay. Yeah. So it's actually another wildland fire uh, business as well. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So he's, he's getting started. So right now they got a pre-workout and a test boost that they're doing and they're trying to bring more stuff into it as well and build upon that. So we kind of teamed up and just kind of co-doing stuff together as well. That's fucking awesome. So I'm doing that. And then like recently just made, um, an outreach for different people to represent the brand as well. Oh, so you're doing like an affiliate program almost. So yeah, almost kind like, of. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, brand ambassador, athlete, whatever you want to call it and stuff like that. And just helping to promote and just trying to get the word out and whatnot. And the biggest thing, like, honestly, I could care less about the shirt sales. It's just yeah. with the program and stuff. Like when I have people reaching out, like, Oh, I do your programming. It's helped me so much. I mean, that's, that's what matters to me. That's what I'm trying to do. The shirts are just some cool little extra thing, support the brand and whatnot. Yeah. Like, this is not a moniker for me. This is just... It's just a kind of a hobby, kind yeah, of like just, this podcast. Just, yeah. just a hobby. Just have some fun in doing it. Fuck yeah, dude. So... No, yeah. I, th- I think it's good that we give back to the community that we belong to, you know? It's... Uh, I'm, I'm really proud to say that we're uh, coming out of the shadows, per se, as wildland firefighters. We're becoming more into the limelight to some degree. I kind of like the whole like mysterious kind of aspect mm-hmm. of our job to some degree, but also I, I, I do appreciate the level of support and like the recognition that we're gaining. We're gaining traction in the community or in, in the public eye. Mm-hmm. And this is the shit that like no one really knows about. It's like all these firefighter owned businesses, these uh, support groups that we got going all these mental health outreach programs that we have. And this is people for the most part doing this on their own volition, just trying to help that community, the wildland fire community. And I fucking love that. No, it's, it's amazing where it's came. Yeah. And it, it sucks. Cause to be honest, until Granite Mountain happened, there hasn't been much recognition to it. I mean, it sucks. It took a tragedy to do that. But at the same time, yeah. if anything, I can say we benefited from that because of that. I mean, it's making that, outreach to the public and they're actually yeah. realizing because for the longest time no one knew it no. you know while on fire was they just thought the structure guys went and did it and stuff like that well it's funny dude like just take take joe public out there and like you're i don't know buying groceries at the store and you just happen to have your fire shirt on or whatever you're on your way home someone asks you what you do and you say oh well i'm a wildland firefighter it's like so you jump out of planes right or you're a hot shot or you're a hot shot right <laughs> <laughs> it's like dude there's a lot of shit going on there's many, many layers of uh, 
operations that we do. So it's hard to explain to the public like what we actually do. So, Oh no, it is. I mean, like really like, again, like we gain notice because of that tragedy, but at the same time, there's still so much to it that they don't understand or don't know what's going on. And it sucks, dude. And you know, it sucks, but at the same time, like, I don't think most of us got in this job to be recognized as a hero or anything like no. that. It's just because we love this job <coughs> and it's very rewarding. Oh yeah, I super mean, rewarding. It's kind of a way to give back to. And that's, I don't know, uh, there's no better feeling. We're not going to get rich from this job, I can tell you that much. Nope. But, Fuck, no, you not. know, it's a good job. Love it. Love the people. Love what we do. That and it's, let's be honest here. This job is pretty damn fun. Oh yeah, best job in the world. I can't think of a better one. <laughs> it's like, what do you do for a living? Well, I just do hood rash shit with my friends. <laughs> Occasionally light some shit on fire. It's it's fucking great. Mm. Yeah, playing the dirt. Fuck man, it's crazy. So, moving forward with Pla- uh, barbells and Pulaski's. Pulaski's, Pulaski's and, and Bar. <laughs> Jesus Christ, why can't I get this right, dude? <laughs> it's been a long day. Twelve hours of EMS shit all day. <laughs> um. Anyways, so moving forward, that's is that that is the primary uh, support that you like outreach that you do, like supporting the community, the wildland firefighter community. Yeah, no, and it's just the basic. And it's I mean, with that again, like going back to the business side, it's such a small demographic. Yeah, but at the same time, that's that's my family. That's everything, you know. So like, again, not trying to make money, not trying to do any of that. Just you know, it's what I love. It's what I love to do. But like going forth with it, you know, love it to grow, you know, but at the same time, it's, it's getting a lot of traction, dude. There's yeah. a lot of people. So I know it, shit, it, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, just seeing like there's been a few places and I see the shirt and I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and then I'll tell them cool shirt and like, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> they want to know who I am, but I'm like, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, just don't, I'll don't stay under the radar. <laughs> like I don't even tell like people mm. that I fucking do the podcast mm. or anything like that. I mean, eventually people figure it out and try mm. and quit, like ask me questions and shit, but. I just kind of like play it off, you know? <laughs> well, and it's like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, your business, all you guys that do it. No, it's just me. It's just, this is all me doing the programming, doing the shirts, doing all this. And so just, do you design all the shirts and shit yourself or do you outsource so, that? So originally I was outsourcing and, re- and just recently um, started doing all my own stuff. You bet. Beer? Yeah. What do you want, man? Uh, whatever. So, wait, where were we? <laughs> so, oh, so outsourcing. No, uh, yeah. So no, originally design. I was outsourcing it, and then uh, just recently just bought um, Photoshop and been messing around. Dude, that, shit, that shit is expensive. So fifty fucking dollars a month. Actually, got a student discount through since I'm through going through UNR. So fuck, dude. I, I that's right. I'm a student. So, I am a student officially. So it comes down to twenty dollars a month. So there you go. <laughs> Do you have the full suite? Yeah, full everything. Yeah. So like there's stuff, yeah. And then like the Photoshop, I'm sitting at home for eight hours a day just figuring shit out for a while. And then finally now it's, you know, figured it all out. So now just building all that different stuff and experimenting with different things. And then another thing I want to bring up is actually making sure for Granite Mountain with the anniversary coming up on June 30th. No shit, you're yeah. doing that. So and all the cells for that will go completely to the Eric Marsh Foundation. Fucking hey, that's awesome. So, me designing that shirt and stuff like that, and just something else, just trying again, just build it up, and hopefully, a lot of people recognize that, and then want to donate to it, just because that's my main focus and stuff yeah. like that. Because uh, with that, like I've been working with Amanda Marsh on it, you know, kind of saying, "What do you think of this? What do you think of this?" and everything like that. So, yeah. 
Because, yeah, that's well, kind of close to home to you, too, man. You, oh, it was. Kingman, dude, that's, that's yeah, fucking close. No, I mean, we worked with him a few times. And then, like, Jesse Steed, he was actually a decent friend. I yeah. Mean, he was a trainee under me as IC4 twice. And then, again, like, when I go to Prescott, we'd get together and whatnot. So, yeah. I mean, it was one of those things. Yeah, it hit Hill close to home for sure when that happened. Fuck, dude, I didn't so, know you were, like, close friends with Jesse. So, fuck, man. Well, cheers to Jesse, man. Cheers. But overall, I mean, in general, I mean, it doesn't matter where you are. When that shit happens, I, it, it's everyone yeah. the same. I remember the exact place that I was and on the assignment that I was. That's one thing that I'll never, ever fucking forget. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I could tell you exactly what I was doing, what happened, and everything like that. Like, I was actually icing a fire. It was the Dean Peak fire. We had a couple <laughs> crews up there, and then, like, we were having the same system that they were having down there. And then up in the wall pies by Kingman, it's nasty country. Yeah. It's steep and shitty and so, hot. I mean, we yeah. were, we couldn't catch this thing. It just kept growing on us and I had two crews up there and I found like, you guys need to hike off this thing. I mean, we couldn't fly them cause the winds were too yeah. bad. And I'm like, you guys are, this is getting too out of control. We need to hike you off. They got pissed off. And then almost immediately after that, I got the call or a text from a buddy actually saying some having to grab a mountain. And that was like, so everyone kind of calmed down about me pulling them off at the same time. That best thing I did at that time. Dude, it was the gravity of that moment though. It was like, I'll never forget it, dude. I was like, for some reason I had like the littlest ounce of fucking cell phone service. And then I just like come down, I was running a, what was I doing? I was running a, uh, like a squatty position for like a type two pickup crew, just taking mm. them out, you know, providing overhead for those guys. <coughs> and, uh, we get down from the hill a little bit and my phone just starts fucking blowing up. Are you okay? Where are you? Where are you at? Blah, 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 blah. I had, what is it? I, I had 14 missed calls from my family and God knows how many text messages, Facebook messages, all that shit asking where I was. And I'll never forget that day. Oh, it's fucking insane, dude. No, it's will, but that's going to be a defining factor for, yeah the firefighters we have now and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, how many other incidents where there was mass loss, you know, they're like, I don't know what you're talking about, but nowadays for this age group, everyone's heard of it. Everybody. So, yeah, it's a household name. And unfortunately it's like you were saying earlier, man, it's that is the event that kind of brought wildland firefighters to the limelight, unfortunately. Mm. And it, I hate it. I hate that tragedy has to bring us out from the shadows mm. cause no one knows what we do. Mm. Yeah, it's a real fucking real line of work that we do. Oh, it is, and I don't think most people understand. I'm not trying to toot our own horns or anything like that, but the I, shit we got to go through and the shit we do, yeah, it's yeah, it's on another level. It's different, that's for sure. And the people that know what we do, they have the most utmost respect for it as well. So oh, yeah, and that's always a good feeling right there. And that's the thing too is like trying to explain that. Like we're going back to the oh, you're jumping on a boys, well and mm. yeah. Like, no one really understands, like, what we do. And I, I really appreciate the people that we that do. And it's hard to explain to people that, to what we do. Like, I have a hard time explaining to my wife what I do for work. It's like, what do you do? Well, it's a fire. What does that mean? No one really understands it until you've been in their shoes. Because once you've got a couple seasons under your belt, then you understand. Mm. So, I mean, it's 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 just weird trying to explain it i guess no i completely agree it's one of those things like 
it's a life experience and then unless you've been out there for a while you know one or two seasons and get to explain it yeah you got to have that those life experiences because you're gonna have those ups and downs and highs lows whatever and it's just it makes you who you are i mean it changes you and i, I have to say this job has changed me a lot it's, and for the better yeah it's definitely changed me for the better it's definitely made me grow up at a very fast pace too which is kind of nice even though i still like to envision myself as like some naive little kid mm. pretend to be a little kid but it's definitely made me grow expand as a human being which i think is important so yeah <coughs> so fucking fitness man what's your definition of fitness Oof. well i can't use the name we shall not speak's definition yeah. the one that starts with the c yeah, a C and then ends, ends with the D. <laughs> <laughs> um, overall, just man, that's a hard one. Yeah, just being able to do any task that is presented to yourself that would be arduous or taxing on the body. I guess I don't know. That's kind of off the wall, but same time, it just being fit is not just oh, I can bench three fifteen or I can run a six minute mile. Yeah. No, overall fitness is being able to do everything good, not everything amazing or being able to do one thing amazing. It's being able to do everything across the board, you know, cardio, strength, and just, I mean, there's so many different parts to it, but just being able to do it all good. Not necessarily, like I said, excellent. Yeah. But being able to just across the board, just being good at it, at, at everything. And it's just not, and it's not like I said, just cardio and stuff. Like it's even like throwing a ball, doing this, you know, yeah. swinging Pulaski, um, hiking up the hill, you know, are you going to be gassed 10 steps into it? Or, you know, it's a whole tactical um, athlete kind yeah. of thing, you know, do you have to lift up, uh, 50 pounds over and over again, you know, and just little different things like that. Just, are you able to do all these different tasks? at an efficient level across the board. I, I mean, like I said, it's just such fitness in general is just such a broad thing, but everyone thinks like, Oh, cause this guy can rep 350 pounds. He's fit, but the guy can't necessarily can run worth a shit or this guy has a rip six pack just because he has that doesn't necessarily mean he's fit. It's just overall general fitness is just being able to do everything good. I think my definition of fitness is going to be, let's see, how do I, how do I put this into context? The aptitude to suffer, not only personally, but as a team. So that's very specific kind of like definition I have, but I, I find a lot of value in a very hard PT program because if your crew can learn how to suffer together, they become more cohesive. No, I, that's actually very well put, to be honest. And just, it's one of those things, you can't teach people to go into that dark place. Nope. You're in there. Something but you got to figure out on your own. It's one of those things like, man. like this job, it hardens you. It makes you tough. I mean, that's one thing I've really appreciated from what I've taken away from it. But at the same time, when you're PTing together, when you're hiking into a fire, it sucks ass. Oh, but at the yeah, same time, you look over to the guy next to you, or the girl behind you, or the girl, some whatever. You look at them, they're going through the same thing you are. They're suffering, too. Oh, yeah. 
but at the same time, it's just bite down and grind and just learn how to go into that dark place and just keep carrying on. That's what I keep telling everybody that I kind of encounter throughout mm-hmm. my fire career is like uh, fitness. And there's, I, I'm no fucking like astonishing athlete by any means. But I think that if you develop, <coughs> if you develop that ability to suffer and thrive during that suffering, you're going to go fucking far because mm-hmm. that not only extends to just the physical, because we both know, you and I both know that physical exercise, physical exertion is 99% mental. Oh yeah. Dude, straight up. Like if you can thrive during that moment, you're going to all benefit from it. Well, I mean, your mind's going to tell you to quit before your body ever oh, will. Dude, straight up. And at the same time, I'm so competitive. I mean, like, be playing cards with grandma and she beats me and I'm like you cheating whore the fucking table and I'm like fuck you <laughs> this is bullshit no I'm competitive shit and it's even comes with our fitness you know like when we go on runs like I'll freaking kill myself before I let someone beat me yeah and it's just one of those things just that mindset I think it, not just me but just in the fire community in general it's just one of those things that you kind of have to have for this <laughs> That expands to a lot of other places too. It's just like you're a martial artist. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all right, jujitsu. Yeah, jujitsu, wrestling, wins. all that fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, still a martial art in my opinion. Okay, yeah, but I guess that mental discipline of like being able to go into that dark place that you're talking about and like really thrive and think and be tactical about your decision making under stress. Fuck, man. I don't even think people realize the benefit and the importance, the huge amount of importance that Mm. that that has operationally. Because all that shit translates to other areas. Oh, it does. I mean, this job, like, we're not just firefighters. We're friggin' extreme landscapers. (laughs) It's extreme (laughs) landscapers. I mean, but the stuff we do, it's not just that. I mean, you learn so many different trades from this job alone that you can take to other places. I mean, it's so beneficial and it's one of those things like I think if anyone's got a chance or has a chance to do it, they should oh, fuck just yeah, for dude. the fact what you learn, what you're going to learn is like mental discipline and just discipline in general. Mm-hmm. And that there's just, that's why I love this job. There's just, there's truly nothing like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I love about this job, dude. Fuck man. <coughs> Ow, dude. I, I don't know what it is, but I've been like trying to fight off this fucking cold for like I swear to God like two weeks now <laughs> I'm on the ass end of it of course so yeah well fuck if it could be the weather would make up its mind on changing seasons dude hot cold hot cold up hot, and cold. down up and down up <laughs> and down dude northern Nevada has been just getting their asses kicked with shit weather it's mm. like yeah we've had a couple of fire starts but fuck man when's the season gonna like pop off I think it's gonna be late season this year, but yeah, I mean, there's a fuckload of grass out there, dude. So, so. <laughs> much, it's gonna be a basin year. And as soon as it dries out, it's gonna be game on. Oh fuck yeah, dude! I'm thinking probably mid July. Uh, I'm saying mid July and July is when it's gonna start kicking. Yeah, on. and shit's gonna be hitting the fan. I think we're gonna have like one of those. What was that? 2010 seasons where everybody was up here. Everybody. But that's, that's the fucking crazy thing though. Is like. We got nothing going on in the desert southwest in region three right now. We've got nothing for the most part going on in Alaska. The only place that's burning in arguably the northern hemisphere is fucking Canada. What the fuck is going on up there, dude? Shit, it's ripping up there. Yeah. So if any but, of you Canadian guys can fill us in on what the fuck's going on. Like what's what's your weather doing up there? Like 
what's causing this like tremendous drought to where you're having a hundred thousand acre plus fires. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> fucking crazy, dude. Uh, it's getting it. Yeah, it might be a late season if there's much of a season at all. I mean, yeah. especially Southwest. I mean, they might have a small window, but once monsoons come in, it's it's over. It's over. It's done. But I don't know. Hopefully, it's a good season. Everyone stay safe. Kick some ass. Get some good OT still. Fuck yeah. Well, I think that's a tie-in point, man. So, anyways, end of the show. I always offer uh, for you to do a shout out or like a cheers or like who's who's your who's your fucking homie? Who's your fire homie? Oh shit! Mentor, uh, hero, someone you looked up to. Anything, dude. Let's give a cheers out to the. the I don't know. Could be multiple people. I don't give a shit. Yeah. So one of the guys that kind of got me to where I'm at. Uh, shout out to Brian McGee. Uh, one of my old captains out of Kingman, and then one of my close friends, he was my assistant in Kingman as well, is Jason Podoff. I mean, those are kind of guys that's been through those up and lows with and made it help me get to where I'm at now. So definitely shout out to them. Fucking A. Then again, um, Matt Gosney with First Law Nutrition. Just want to say thanks for teaming up and whatnot and getting ready for some pretty big things. Any teasers? As far as what's coming down the pipeline for you? Uh, no real teasers. And no. I'm pretty open on everything like that. Just, <laughs> like I said, trying to expand with it and just kind of the biggest thing is I just wanted to expand and get this word out and what we're trying to do and bring it to the fire community. Fuck so that's the ultimate goal right there. It's your little contribution to the uh, fire community. Fuck yeah, dude. That's Fucking awesome. A. All right, man. Well, where can we find you on the social media? Uh, just look up Pulaski's and Barbells. Um, not Barbells and Pulaski's. No, like but Barbells and Pulaski's, you're not going to find shit. But, <laughs> but no, and Barbells. Pulaski's and Barbells, on the other hand, yeah, no, on Instagram, mostly. I'm um, trying to get better on Facebook. I'm not big on that one, but trying to get a little bit better on that one as well with as far as the social media. I'm horrible at it, to be honest. Dude, I feel you, man. I, like, I'm trying to like shoot from the hip on this whole thing so but right. like instagram is my strong game we're, we're pretty good on instagram mm. but like facebook and twitter and all that shit I just, oh i don't, I, I I don't, don't do twitter <laughs> that's my one i don't do yeah but you know we're just trying to blow it up and then but yeah get if you get a chance go to pulaski's barbells.com uh check out all the workouts we have see what, what we got going daily workout monday through friday uh to fit your fitness needs and then on top of it like i said you can try to change it up for fire season so everyone can apply it when they're still on the line or whatnot uh check out the shirts and again we got the it'll be called the never forget shirt uh for granite mountain all all the cells will be going to the eric marsh foundation yeah. that's awesome so well, fucking a dude well that's a tie-in point so Sounds thanks for coming true. on the show dude oh yeah thanks. cheers man oh yeah good time all right guys thanks for tuning in Go check out uh, Pulaski's and Barbells. Good Not job. Barbells and Pulaski's <laughs> like I kept fucking up. Later, guys. All right, guys. Ty Gilstrap with Pulaski's and Barbells. Ty, I just want to say thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for sharing your knowledge. And uh, yeah, keep up the badass programming, dude. That's uh, some pretty good shit you got going there. 
Make sure you guys swing by his Instagram to get uh, his workout of the day. Also, uh, Ty did us a solid, and uh, he decided to give us a discount code for you guys that are interested in Pulaski's and Barbells. So, swing over to PulaskiesandBarbells.com and use code FULLSEND, that's F-U-L-L-S-E-N-D, for 15% off of whatever you order from PulaskiesandBarbells.com. Thanks, Ty. These guys are uh, definitely going to appreciate that. Well, just want to say thank you to everybody that's listening. Make sure you guys swing over to our socials. Give us a follow. Spread the word. Let your friends know. Put that shit on blast, man. And if you guys could uh, do us another solid and swing over by iTunes, drop us a review, rate our show. It'd be much appreciated. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See you on the next one.